the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Get ready to take notes because school is now in session. Tackling the biggest issues in education, this is Education America. Save the classroom, save the country. Here are your hosts, Headmaster Rebecca Hagstrom and co-host Abigail Johnson. Welcome to Education America, where we are working to save the classroom so that we can save the country. Join our conversation K-12 education is the playing field where the battle is on for the future of our country. And as the 16th president, Abraham Lincoln succinctly stated, the philosophy of the classroom in one generation will be the philosophy of government in the next. I am so happy to be here again with my wonderful co-host, Abigail Johnson. Yep, good to be here tonight. And we'd like to welcome back to our show tonight, Christine Troyan, who is the head of the Minnesota Parents Alliance. And I will tell you, everyone, she's got some really excellent updates for us. Well, I don't know that I would say excellent. Excellent may not be the right word. So much as informative and necessary. So, Christine, I am just going to turn it right over to you. Well, Mm -hmm. thank you for having me back. I'm always really happy to be here. I think this show is important. I think there are a lot of organizations that are doing important work, but I think Mm -hmm. that um, we are realizing uh, increasingly so that media um, and media coverage of these issues um, mm-hmm. are it's critical mm-hmm. to the engagement that we need to kind of turn things around. So yeah, thanks. Um, I'm happy to be here. Uh, for those that don't know, Minnesota Parents Alliance uh, formed over this last year, and our mission is to educate and empower Minnesota parents to be strong advocates for academic achievement, equality, and parental rights. Um, which is a mouthful. It's a, it's a pretty <laughs> lofty goal, but, yes. um, we've had a lot of success this year and a, a lot of, a lot of that looked like school board, uh, candidates winning races and parents just largely waking up to what is going on in K-12 education. So. Mm-hmm. Um, right now in 2023, uh, we're really heavily focused on continuing to provide that education and information about what's happening um, and try to empower parents on where and how they can continue to exert influence and control. Um, I think a lot of people are feeling a little bit discouraged mm-hmm. and, and possibly even hopeless. And I am here mm-hmm. to say that there are still so many things that are within the realm. Parents hold all the cards. They mm-hmm. don't know that. And, mm-hmm. and I, that's what we're trying to, to impart to them is that mm-hmm. you still hold all the cards. And there's power in numbers. Yes. And that's the importance of, of banding together. Yes. Hey, before you go on, I know we've got so many important things to cover here, but I think a lot of people think, well, what do you mean you had success in the election? You know, in, in the state of Minnesota, we now have a trifecta. Right. And whether you're a Democrat or Republican, if you are a person who values education, you know that right now what we have is an, as a group of legislators and a governor that are not supporting true education as we would consider to be excellent. And so the positive note, though, that you were referring to is in spite of that outcome at the election, there were a lot of wins for true education 
in the school board races across the state of Minnesota, right? Yes. Can you just local level touch on that briefly? Um, I would be happy to. Uh, so yes, I think that there was a lot of disappointment across the state and, and certainly up the ballot, not local elections, but up the ballot. Um, we, we had a really rough November. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, we, as an organization, really focused on empowering parents, training them on how to s- execute successful local level races for their school board seats. And um, we are proud to say that over 70% of the people that we trained in a May and July campaign school won their election. Wow, 70%. Which is that's out fantastic. Of sight. Um, so currently now we are supporting a cohort of newly elected school board members. We have over 80 people participating in that group. Um, and, and we're just delighted with the success that we had mm-hmm. the first year. And I think mm-hmm. what we can say pretty confidently, looking at, you know, in totality, the wins, you know, in, in Minnesota, that there's something here about the parent movement that transcends mm-hmm. politics. This mm-hmm. didn't cut cleanly across party lines because right. you look at, you know, there was a very clean sweep, um, you know, with DFL candidates winning pretty much all the way up the ballot. But uh, there is something brewing here at the bottom of the ballot mm-hmm. at the local level that is transcending politics. Good. So that is in- encouraging. Very good. Thank you. Um, so anyway, I guess what I'll preface all of this with is that these the issues that we're going to talk about are um, they're complex and mm-hmm. <laughs> they're thorny. And I always leave interviews recently uh, feeling like I have 20 more things that I want to talk about. <laughs> right. right. Like we can't cover it all in mm-hmm. a session. We should have a three hour show. Yeah. <laughs> just but you know you. what? Parents, <laughs> parents don't have time for a three hour right. show. No, so that's don't. the yes. thing is we just mm-hmm. want to hit the highlights and mm-hmm. make sure that parents are alerted to the things they need to know and mm-hmm. empowered with the tools that they need to make mm-hmm. sure that they still can exert that control and influence right. over their own children. Mm-hmm. And, and the mm-hmm. next stuff. So let's start with the Pelsby. Yeah. Right, teacher so, licensing rules. Um, I'm, I'm thinking that maybe some of your listenership is aware that um, the Pelsby, which is the professional, professional Educator Licensing and Standards Board, proposed amendments to the rules governing teacher licensure in Minnesota. And this sort of all came to a head in October. Uh, there was an administrative law judge hearing. Lots of parents got engaged. They figured out what was going on. Um, and basically, uh, <laughs> they have changes that will politicize teacher training requirements. And they're using language that is very ideological. It is not academic. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really is is uh, inserting elements of critical race theory and identity politics and gender ideology into the actual coursework that teachers will need to become licensed teachers in the state of Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. unfortunately, despite hundreds of parents and, and teachers and others flooding this call with an administrative law judge pleading um, to reconsider these one changes. Of those people. Yeah, <laughs> there are a lot of people on that mm-hmm. call. Um, unfortunately, uh, this is going to go forward. And mm-hmm. and at that point, it was almost too little too late. That mm-hmm. was just a fourth round draft of just, hey, have we procedurally done everything right? They weren't really evaluating the content at that point. And mm-hmm. so anyway, these are going to go into effect July mm-hmm. of this year. So um, is it this year or 2024? Oh, I'm sorry, 2024. That's what I thought. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay. optimistic. Yes, I'm looking yes. forward to 2024, yes. where we can hopefully mm-hmm. influence a little bit more change. But mm-hmm. um, so anyway, this is concerning. And mm-hmm. and so we um, got together with uh, our friends at FAIR and Center of the American Experiment and True North Legal and Upper Midwest Law and just thought we really need to inform people on what comes next. What does this mean for us? Um, and so uh, just to kind of hit the highlights here, the licensure changes are going to require um, educators within the coursework to affirm student identities, including sex, gender, gender identity, 
Um, they're going to require them to understand how ethnocentrism mm-hmm. uh, and white supremacy undermine yes. pedagogical uh, <laughs> e- equity. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's a whole host of, of pretty problematic things here. Ensconcing, ensconcing CRT into our yes. teacher preparation yes. programs, which, by the way, affects the Christian Absolutely. teacher training schools such as yes. Bethel, Northwestern, St. Thomas or St. Thomas University. Um, you know. These are the new licensure rules, right? And it's important for people to understand that um, to in order to get a license now, this yes. is what has to be taught. You need to demonstrate yes. it within the context mm-hmm. of your teacher prep coursework. Mm-hmm. Um, interestingly, there is currently a bill um, <laughs> floating around here for um, it, it's the Teachers of Color bill, and and it, it has a lot of other things in it. But among those things are eliminating the actual testing requirement to become a teacher in the mm-hmm. state of Minnesota, mm-hmm. um, with the intent to uh, lower the bar, if not just totally eliminate it mm-hmm. um, as a barrier to entry for the for the profession, hoping that there can be more teachers of color mm-hmm. then that enter. And again, I just want to repeat that quickly for people, too, because you would think that to be a teacher taking a basic exam to demonstrate knowledge of what it is you're going to teach would be just kind of a normal part of receiving a teacher license. That is the point of licensure. And <laughs> right. And yet they and I noticed that, too, with the leech, with the new licensure rules, they removed the whole content knowledge portion of the teacher licensure rules. And it's now been replaced with these types of politically activist type um, yes. statements. And and therefore, to your point, if you don't have to test and demonstrate knowledge of the subject area you're teaching, but you do have to demonstrate knowledge of how to teach basically CRT in the classroom, Correct. what are we really then evaluating our teachers on? Correct. CRT. Activism. Yeah. Activism. Exactly. So, exactly. T- you know, aspiring teachers have questions. What does this mean for me? If yeah. I if I don't espouse these views and values, um, what does that mean for me? What it means is, if you are currently going to seek a license in the state of Minnesota, you will have to demonstrate that in the in the context of your coursework. If you are currently a teacher and you are looking to renew your license, right now it is unclear whether there will be future interpretations by this board that might embed these requirements that they're requiring at the teacher prep level for. Um, renewal requirements that that still is I would likely imagine to go that's going to be the next step um, and, and so that is you know current teachers and teachers aspiring teachers but then also school board members want to know you know what is our role in this mm-hmm. um, the good news is that these rule changes don't impact um, what's going on with school board authority so mm-hmm. the school board still has the authority to include or exclude curriculum and mm-hmm. that's very important mm-hmm. um, to still retain that local control and if you're a parent um, you still have control over what you can um, opt your children out of. Mm-hmm. And so we'll talk a little bit more about this in, in the other parts of this mm-hmm. segment. But mm-hmm. uh, we want to empower parents to really be reminded that there is a curriculum review statute. Mm-hmm. So you still are fully within your rights to request and you should request yeah. and review your student's curriculum. Yes. Um, you know, and in addition to that, uh, if there is some objectionable content, you can opt your children out of that. Christine, mm-hmm. do you happen to have that citation? I do. Not to put you on the spot. No, but not at all. It, no. Just for <laughs> our listeners so that they By can heart, literally- yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's, so, you know, all right, everybody, get ready to Google. I'm going to not read the whole statute, but yep. um, mm-hmm. it is 120B.20. It's the Parental Curriculum Review Statute. Um, it's clearly labeled, and it says each school district shall have a procedure for a parent or a guardian to, and I'm going to sort of paraphrase this, mm-hmm. um, be able to review the materials. And then if a parent objects to the content, the district must make reasonable arrangements 
uh, for alternative instruction. Mm -hmm. And that is key as well. Mm -hmm. So we'll be talking a little bit more about this when we talk about gender and um, social-emotional learning and things like that. Minnesota State Law 120B... 120B.20. Okay. So that's your that's your parental curriculum review statute. So everybody, if you want to find that, literally, you just Google, put in Minnesota statute 120B.20. Yep. And I'll do you one better. You can go to minnesotaparents.org and you can go to our resource tab and we have the opt-out form, we have the citation, we have everything that will Great. handhold you through the process of requesting Perfect. this review. Good. So that is your first step is mm-hmm. you still have that within the realm of your control to review that curriculum and opt your children out of those pieces mm-hmm. that you find objectionable, oh. which is key. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. it has never been more important to pay attention to what's going on. Start mm-hmm. talking to your teachers. Start looking in your kid's backpack. Have mm-hmm. conversations with your students about what did you learn at school today? Mm-hmm. Um, because it's it's so essential now to be even more vigilant than we ever have been before. Because we know that teachers coming out of these licensure or out of these teacher prep programs have already been forced. I mean, they are yes. being compelled yes. to affirm and mm-hmm. show their understanding of these mm-hmm. issues or these um, you know <laughs> ideological right. uh, mm-hmm. points here, and that not they just may not show understanding, with. but actually demonstrate that they can teach from that perspective. And yes. I think that's an important distinction. Yeah. And, you know, as you pointed out, a lot of teachers are running for the doors because what they're being required to teach or or the way they're being required to teach um, is going against some strongly held religious beliefs. And they feel that they're having to choose between their religious freedom and their ability to teach. And um, that's just an unfortunate place to put anyone in, especially when we have such a uh, teacher crisis right now where yes. we're so short on teachers and this is nationwide, but especially here in Minnesota. Yes. Well, I know that you have a lot more that you want to talk to us about and you are um, listening to Education America where we are talking with Christine Troyan from Minnesota Parent Alliance and she's just been reviewing the new teacher licensure rules, but let's talk about how that's affecting the classroom. You had talked about, obviously, this is when we talk about critical race theory, we're talking kind of largely, generally, kind of high level. We're not just talking about race, we're talking about um, gender issues as well, and how that has now come to impact education. Mm-hmm. And would you like to share? I know there's a lot of examples across the state, especially the metro Twin Cities, and um, maybe you can talk to us about how that's being impacted as well and how what you might be wanting to look for as a parent yeah, in certainly. your children's education. So gender ideology broadly um, has now become a topic that I think has grabbed the attention of a lot of parents um, who, you know, again, this really transcends political and, and religious uh, persuasions here. I think we have reached the point where um, there has been, you know, sort of this accepted, you know, tolerance and inclusivity, and that's great. But we now are at the point of this has become a bridge too far for, mm-hmm. for a lot of parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have some examples here, and and I, I wish that I didn't have such a thick stack, and this right. only really just touches the surface of mm-hmm. um, examples that have been brought forward um, either, you know, to our organization from parents that have alerted us to what's going on in their district specifically. Um, I... One of the more recent um, and I think really like poignant examples is the Burnsville uh, School District um, had had passed a policy recently 
Um, and a lot of people refer, the, refer to these types of policies as the parent secrecy policy, um, mm-hmm. where they can conceal students' gender identity from their parents, mm-hmm. um, which I think regardless, again, of your religious or political persuasions as a parent, that really hits you in your gut that you would yeah. be excluded from conversations. We always tell parents, uh, you know, you belong in every conversation where decisions about your children are being yes. made, period. Yes. Um, and so unfortunately, um, the new policy that they adopted uh, adopted in November um, says that all students have the right to privacy, including the right to keep one's transgender or gender expansive status private at school. And it goes on to talk about, you know, the situations in which um, they are going to prevent parents from being part of that conversation. And and did that actually Let's pass. pass Let's and pass. become their ruling in the district then of Burnsville? Yeah. And I think what is more disturbing about that story is that, um, you know, (laughs) thanks to some great local news sources like Alpha News, um, which seems to be one of the only media outlets that has an appetite to cover what I think are really important issues going Mm -hmm. on in our school district, Mm -hmm. um, because the district uh, got some real pushback uh, about that, rightfully so. That's what I thought. Including, um, you know, members of the Muslim community. They have a large uh, Muslim population in that district, and they were Mm -hmm. infuriated by this Mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they responded to all of this by sort of, you know, backpedaling. And then I, I will just outright say it was a lie to say, you know, no, 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 that's not what we said. You know, we mm-hmm. we still value parents and we this isn't excluding them. And it's like, no, it is. I mean, it is in plain black and white. And I think it we is can, even we can read more yeah. frustrating and more insulting to then have district leadership tell you like, no, like you can't read. You're crazy. Right. Like, right. Um, it's all right there. And and so I think that was really frustrating to then, you know, Alpha did a, a cover or a, a follow-up story on that to but then it did pass because i just thought that that pushback for some reason i thought that pushback had been successful but it wasn't no it is not and i think that unfortunately and i think there was a conversation about this in their school board meeting where they passed this is they will cite you know hey we are getting these model policies from the minnesota state school board association and their Mm, attorneys and they are encouraging Mm -hmm. us to adopt these policies for fear of the district being sued. And there are certainly mm-hmm. activist groups like Outfront Minnesota that are looking for places mm-hmm. where they can sue districts based on, um, you know, excluding, mm-hmm. you know, transgendered individuals from using the bathroom facilities mm-hmm. or whatever it may be. Um, and districts are terrified of litigation. It's mm-hmm. the number one thing that they can always uh, push a policy forward just saying, hey, we can't deprive the district mm-hmm. of funds that we're going to need to you know, litigate these things. We're just we're going to steer clear of all that and go mm-hmm. ahead and get these policies in place. Mm-hmm. So I think largely that's what was going on there. But I think, I think they're going to end up with some litigation on the opposite side. Yes, I'm so glad you brought yeah. that up. And mm-hmm. so we I had referred to now we had we had a lot of success this November. We have some current uh, new school board members that are taking a really, um, you know, critical lens here on a lot of these policies and thinking about um, the ways in which they can kind of slow what seems to be just a really rapid fire succession of policy changes across these districts. And and one of the questions that we're asking is, you know, what about the other side? What about the, the family of the student who was assaulted in a bathroom yes. because their privacy and their, you know, their mm-hmm. personal space wasn't being respected with mm-hmm. respect to these new policies? So mm-hmm. you have to weigh the risks and you have to give more consideration to mm-hmm. other individuals that the district serves, not right. just the, you know, small percentage of, of students who identify in, in some alternative mm-hmm. fashion. So mm-hmm. I think that's really important to remember. And so mm-hmm. we're trying to empower new school board members to say, you know what, don't don't rush. Don't yeah. rush. Pump the yeah. brakes a little bit. Get a second opinion. There mm-hmm. are other attorneys out there besides the ones that MSBA recommends on these mm-hmm. issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, have some careful consideration and then solicit the community feedback. Yes. Open this up for a discussion. Have a town hall meeting. That's the point of a school board. Absolutely. <laughs> right. So mm-hmm. parents are upset because, again, 
again, this policy in Burnsville, and I will refer to another um, LBGTQ resolution that was passed in Osseo quietly over the summer months. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sneaky. This mm-hmm. Burnsville one was on a consent agenda. Oh, my goodness. Okay, you're so kidding. I think that that is also a piece of this, too, where they have zero appetite to draw attention to these policies that they're passing or resolutions yeah, that they're passing. They sure are passing them. Yep, yeah. they are. And and before parents know what's going on, it's too late. It was already mm-hmm. passed. And mm-hmm. so there's this whole thing. And, and whether you're talking about things that are happening at the state level right now or things at your local level, it is really unfortunate that you only get attention on these issues after it's already been mm-hmm. done because so it's what are gonna some take time to undo them. Other yeah, some other ones, Christine. Yes. I know you have a thick yeah, stack. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do. Um so you know, I think that there are a few different things here going on, and one of them is just the ambient messaging. So mm-hmm. I know that a lot of people are concerned hearing that, you know, there are signs up on the wall. I have have an example here from Matamidi. I got a, an example from a middle school at Matamidi that there there are posters on the wall encouraging students. And again, this is middle school, so we're talking. You know, Rebecca, what Sixth is that grade. like? Yeah, eleven-year-olds mm-hmm. potentially. Yeah, 11, yeah. 12, mm-hmm. 13 year olds. Um, it says, "Join this conversation," and it provides a website called QChatspace.org. It's safe, diverse, accepting. You can talk oh with goodness. other strangers, literally encouraging them strangers. to join a chat group with strangers. Um, about with like-minded peers and grown-ups facilitated, uh, facilitated by grown-ups, and it's about talking about your gender identity and sexual confusion, and talk about with taking strangers. advantage of kids at that age because they're already kids. It is part of the normal child development. Yep. To be forming your identity in those years, and of course, all the way leading up to, but middle mm-hmm. school is critical. Absolutely, and you know. Aren't we telling, aren't we warning kids not to be speaking with strangers on the internet? Mm-hmm. Isn't that part of the concern that we've been seeing of kids being led astray? We used to. And I and think the, the craziest part about this is somehow that interaction by some uh, is now viewed as more safe <laughs> than their own parents. Yeah, and I think, you know, uh, before we started, I should have probably said that, you know, I'm, uh, many people know that the language has been changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The term safe means something different now. Mm-hmm. The term uh, teacher means something different. You know, when I say teacher, I'm talking about teachers that we all think of as well-intended adults that are there to help your students academically, Mm -hmm. not activists. Right. Um, You know, so I think it's important to like, you know, be very careful about the terms that we're using here. And and the safe word comes up a lot. Mm -hmm. And it is crazy to me that Mm -hmm. this seems like a more safe environment to put a middle schooler into a random chat group to talk about very, you know, explicit things. So parents, let's just think about this for a minute. Do you want your 12-year-old to discuss their sexual thoughts that, you know, we all know 12 year olds are starting to, Mm -hmm. you know, they've, they've started to, their body is changing. Mm -hmm. Their hormones Mm -hmm. are raging Mm -hmm. at that stage. It's a very difficult time for both girls and boys trying Mm -hmm. to figure out they're not yet adults. They don't have an adult body, but they're no longer children. Mm -hmm. So parents, who is it that you want your children talking to? to? And just like Christine said, you do still hold the cards. And I, one thing that while there's a lot of discouragement about things that are going on in education in Minnesota, one thing that I know Rebecca and I keep talking about privately is now people have to acknowledge that this is a problem. And, and the beautiful thing is parents, that means 
there are more people who will stand with you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you know who else is starting to become more vocal are these whistleblower people yes. <laughs> that yes. have come into the picture that are like, hey, I was formerly um, part of these initiatives, whether they're school counselors or mm-hmm. people who were their detransitioners, mm-hmm. people that are part of the medical community that are saying, again, this is a bridge too far. We are mm-hmm. going down the wrong road. And I think it's going to take more of those kind of brave voices speaking up. I know that there was um, an author, Abigail Schreier, who you may have yes. talked about on your show. Yeah. Yes. That was back damage. in 2020. Mm-hmm. And she's yeah. saying, wait a minute, you know, I'm and again, I'm a liberal. She this is, isn't yes. about politics. Right. This yes. is about the fact that you are preying on these adolescent girls at a very confusing time yes. in their life where they're vulnerable to a lot of, mm-hmm. um, you know, sort of influence mm-hmm. in the space of body identity and, and sexuality. And so um, she makes a very uh, poignant uh, comment about how, you know, when I was in high school a million years ago but it was it was like eating disorders right Mm -hmm. you saw a lot of eating disorders with young adolescent Mm -hmm. girls and And that's how their body anxieties were manifesting right and now it is almost a direct correlation the same number Mm -hmm. of Mm -hmm. transgender gender expansive students Mm -hmm. that is Mm -hmm. not a coincidence it's called the social contagion yeah so it means Mm -hmm. you know your child is having a difficult time maybe it's with math maybe Mm -hmm. it's with reading maybe it's with basketball maybe it's something going on at home or with friendships and then Mm -hmm. they have hormones and then three of their friends say well i found a solution yep you know and in the 80s it was Mm -hmm. i'm too fat you know Mm -hmm. or they thought these these Mm -hmm. poor girls thought i'm too fat so what am i going to do i'm not going to eat because this is a way to exert control over something right that i don't know how to control because i'm not an adult i don't have Mm -hmm. adult skill sets yet those are developing and the beautiful thing was at that time we had parents, teachers, psychologists, medical professionals all, all on, the, on same the same page, page. saying, no, 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 yeah. you are not too fat. Mm-hmm. Do not stop eating. Mm-hmm. You need to nourish your body and we need to help promote a healthy body image. And now instead, parents, yes. we have something completely different. Yeah. 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 So, and I guess, you know, one other thing to mention here, you're looking for local examples. There was mm-hmm, <laughs> the, uh, this. You mentioned something about Hopkins. Yeah. So Hopkins about? got some sort of national attention because of the libs of TikTok uh, involvement in, in what was going on with their district. Uh, basically, there was a, a situation where, and this is worth bringing up as well in the mm-hmm. context of the gender conversation, there are now uh, clinics, medical clinics that are being opened in our schools public Mm. schools. So Hopkins is an example of they are aspiring to be what is called a community school. And what that means is that they are going to be a resource center for all things beyond academics, Mm. right? And so you can also get your healthcare done all in-house. And so um, wow. there is a an individual there. She she is titled a health mentor, um, and she offers to talk to students about their uh, gender identity and circles of sexuality, is what they call it. Okay. Um, so basically, somebody from Libs of TikTok uh, posed as a gender confused student and sought this individual's. Mm-hmm contact information and she said um you know hey like i'm struggling i guess and Mm -hmm. you know could you could you talk to me about this and and so there was this whole interaction but essentially Mm -hmm. um this adult said yep and it's all private i won't tell your parents i won't let anyone know this is just between me and you and they were talking about some um, Mm -hmm. breast binders and things that were made available through this health clinic that she could have and so that was a huge you know red flag for people that they had no idea this was going on in their schools and so again to see a school 
school counselor, you have to sign a release as a parent, right? I mean, normally that's the way it was. And now they're just taking yeah. over. People and, always make the point, you know, yeah. you have to sign a consent form to have your kid get like Tylenol An aspirin or even a cough drop. Um, but yeah. no, they can they can certainly yeah. receive these sorts of, um, you know, counseling services. And, and often, you know, they're putting teachers in the way of this too, mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, teachers are offering to be this voice of help and, and therapy, unlicensed mm-hmm. therapy unlicensed for very therapy complex in non, medical right, issues. Non, you know, therapeutic setting yeah. parents. Yeah. So they yeah. are taking yeah. something that is supposed to be a, you know, safe yes real actually safe private professionally mm-hmm. staffed space and they're asking teachers yep. who have zero training in this mm-hmm. to suddenly to, become to, counselors to become yeah. counselors and yeah. it's it's interesting because they're only counseling yeah. in one yeah. direction yeah, yeah. Isn't, so, that, isn't that interesting school that clinics are yeah. a real thing to have a heads up on white bear lake has one too i just saw in the white bear press there's you know hey we just have now a school-based clinic and mm-hmm. and as those Clinics open mm-hmm. their doors. Um, they are opening their doors for a whole host of so, other things going on. Okay, so Christine, we are down to our last minute here, and we really only have about you know thirty five seconds or so. Um, it sounds to me, based on all the examples that you're giving us, that there probably isn't a single school district that is free of this, right? And so, what can our parents do? Can you quickly list some contacts for our parents so that they can help? help protect their kids. Yes, you can go to our website. We actually have a letter that exerts some um, authority over, hey, send this to your school and say, you don't have my permission to treat my child mm-hmm. you know, with medical or physical care. Okay. Um, I think that's really important to continue to communicate with your school. Let them know where you stand on these issues. Mm-hmm. You can do it in a firm but friendly way. And I think also with your student's teacher, be very mm-hmm. clear, open a relationship with them because you really need to know um, what's going on. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and then, of course, we have opt-outs and all of these other levers of control along mm-hmm. the way. Okay, what's your website really quick again? Minnesota Parents, all spelled out, one word, dot org. Okay, Christine, thank you so much for being with us tonight. And parents, please remember, you do still hold all the cards and you've got a lot of people standing with you. Our Mm -hmm. motto is parents are the solution. You are. All (laughs) right. Thank you so much. Good night. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.